Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Is your message ready for the spotlight? Now, I know your knee-jerk reaction is to say, absolutely it is, but let's unpack that today. Before we dive into that, I want to talk to you about, are you on the email list? Because that's where I send a weekly email just to remind you what's going on in the podcast. Also, if I decide to do a live coaching, that's where I send the information. It's the first place I send the information to. And also... Are you in the Facebook group? Now, the Facebook group is a community. It's a community of speakers just like you who are working out this calling. They are working on their calling. They're developing messages. They're sharing their one sheets. They might even put up a short one to two minute opening. It's a free group and it is for you. It's where you build connections with people that just get it. They understand what it means to be called by God to be a speaker. All right, let's dive into today's show. Is your message ready for the spotlight? Now, what do I mean by the spotlight? Is that the big stage? Personally, I think the spotlight is anytime you step onto a stage because I want you to always be ready for the spotlight. So I have a few questions I want to ask you. Just five. The first one, and this may be one of those podcasts that you're gonna you're gonna listen to all the way through and it's gonna be short, but then you're gonna go back and and I want you, and I'm gonna put this post up in the Facebook group this week. I want you to tell me the five things I'm going to ask you. Number one, are you crystal clear on who you are speaking to? In other words, do you know who this message is for and do you know how it will serve her? Now, the reason I ask that, and if you've been around here for a minute, this is not a new question. We have to know who we're speaking to before we can reach her or him, depending on who you're called to speak to. Let's do a case in point. Let's say my audience, I know that I speak to speakers just like you who know they are called to share a message. That is who they are called to be. It is what they are called to do. It is how God has equipped and wired you and is what you are doing with your life. Now, I don't believe calling is an end thing. It's not a noun. It's a verb. And it's something you're always working on. So it's constant. And when I said that, I immediately thought, oh, I'm going to make you tired. It's not a drudgery. When you are living and walking in the fullness of your calling, it is a place of great joy. So I want to make sure that you know who you're called to speak to. Because when I say that, I know who I'm called to speak to. So this is what I wouldn't do. Let's say somebody called me up and they said, hey, Mary, we've got a group of Christian writers and they want you to come and talk about what it means to be a Christian author. Well, I got news for y'all. I am a Christian author. 
And I would tell them, you know, I don't really have a message about that. I can talk to them about how important it is as a Christian author, it is to have build a message. But if they say, no, we really want you to talk about what it means to be a Christian author, I'd be like, well, that's not something that is my passion. And so that's not who I speak to. So I'm going to opt out. Another example, let's say you have a message for one of my dear speaker friends speaks on being a powerful mother mentor. Now, let's say somebody called her and they say, hey, we want you to speak to teens. Well, that's, that's not her area of expertise. So they're like, no, it's a group of teens. We think you have something to say. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that she would have something to say, but that's not who she's called to speak to. So that message would not be spotlight ready. All right. So are you crystal clear on who you are speaking to? Number two. Do you have a clear, concise, and captivating opening? In other words, do you have a hook? Are you going to start out and grab my attention? Here's a great one. I want to teach you how to fail. Can you imagine people's heads would pop in like, what? What? You want to teach me how to fail? Well, it is a topic of a message or it is the start of a message, not the topic. And it goes on to teach us how to fail at being overwhelmed. I want to teach you how to fail at overscheduling. So do you have a hook? Do you have a compelling, catchy, captivating opening? Remember, you only have seven seconds. So that's number two. Now let's go on to number three. Do you transition from your story, particularly if you're starting with your story, and most people do start with some sort of story, either their own or maybe someone else's, but are you transitioning from the me part of the story to the we part of the story quickly? Because if you don't transition quickly, and quickly is dependent upon the length of your message. If your message is 15 minutes, then you need to transition very quickly. I want you to transition quickly to the we part because people need to see themselves in your message. They want to lean in. You've captivated them with that opening. Now you've unpacked your story. Now you've got to get them to lean in. And it can be as simple as saying, have you ever experienced this? Maybe you've not XYZ, but I bet you've done this or that or the other. You see the use of the word you, the power of the word you in the right context will connect with your audience every time. Do you transition from the me to the we to God? This is a double part question. So do you transition from me to we? So that's from all about you to all about them. And then you bring them into the story. And then are you moving from that into what God did quickly? Number four, do you spend the bulk of your message unpacking how God moved in your life and can and will move in theirs. The bulk of that message is about what God did and is doing and will do. You're bringing a message of hope, a message of overcoming, a message of joy. Whatever your message is, as a Christian speaker, it is one of hope. And the final, number five, and we will recap these. Do you have a clear, concise, 
closing that has a call to action. Now, what's a call to action? A call to action can be a challenge. It can be, you know, I'm going to recap A, B, and C, and I challenge you every day for the next five days, I want you to start your day this way. I want you to write down five things that you are thankful to God for every morning. You create something for them to do, a call to action. And it could be, I want you to do this and I have a guide for you that you can pick up at my book table. I've got a free resource of a devotional that will help you give thanks every morning at my book table. So let's recap all five. Number one, are you crystal clear on who you are speaking to? Number two, do you have a clear, concise, compelling, captivating opening? Number three, do you transition from me to we quickly and then from we to God? Number four, do you spend the bulk of your time unpacking the message of what God did in your life and how he can and will do it in hers? And it can be did and is still doing. For me, it is did and is still doing. And number five, do you have a clear, concise closing with a call to action? If you can say yes to all five of those things, your message is ready for the spotlight. All you have to do is practice, prepare, and let the world know that you have a message to share. Now, I know that we've talked a lot about messaging these last few weeks. And personally, I love talking about messaging. I think it is something that we can never do enough of. Next week, we're going to talk about what it means to share your message on a large stage. And we talked about the power of starting small, about why only certain people are getting booked on those big stages. But we're going to talk about how you get ready for a large stage. And what are the differences between the stage you're on today and the stage you will be on in the future? All right. You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.